It's time for Black and White, a show that wants to bring all of us together talking again. It's time to hear from people who only want to deal with facts. It's time for you to re-engage in America. It's time for Dan and Daryl. Welcome to Blacks and Whites. And joining us today is a gentleman who's been on this this show before, Kevin McGeary from uh, Every Black Lives Matter and other organizations. And today we're going to talk about some, we think, some very interesting subjects that have a lot to do with where we're going as a nation. We started a dialogue last time he was here. Uh, now that the, the Build Back Better is on hold for a while, focus is moving to the new Voter Rights Act. And we just started a dialogue with Kevin. So I invited him back so we could continue the conversation. So, Kevin, welcome back. Thank you for having me, Dan. Good to be back. Yes, sir. So we were talking about the voting rights bill and that the point that you were making as we left off on our last conversation is that what this bill does is take away from the states the rights to determine elections, which is granted under the Constitution. And they want to take control of all the elections and let them control it at the federal level. In order to do that, Kevin, wouldn't that create have to create another humongous bureaucracy of people in Washington? Yeah, I think it would. I mean, fundamentally, you'd have to have uh, you. You know, I think there would be multiple lawsuits because uh, uh, all the states or a lot of the states would probably uh, launch lawsuits and would probably uh, probably have a, a Supreme Court. Uh, hearing on this one. Uh, I would imagine that we'd have the Supreme Court intervene on this. Uh, I don't think that it would uh, um, pass because um, this is fundamental to uh, state sovereignty. Uh, You have state legislatures that have to weigh in on this. Um, A lot of the, 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 you know, uh, a lot of these individual states, um, the legislatures themselves uh, they, 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 they are the ruling body as it relates to um, the votes. And you have the secretaries of state. You have, you have all of these rules and procedures as to how uh, votes are managed and legislated and, and regulated throughout that state. There's a whole apparatus around that. At the federal level, if they were to do it, yes, they'd have to. Uh, this would be a tremendous undertaking. Um, and there would be, uh, uh, you know, I would, I would imagine a whole nother level, a whole nother layer of bureaucracy that would have to be added on at the federal level to manage this because it's, it's, it's not trivial. Um, but in addition, um, it, would, it would mean that if anyone at the highest levels within our government are compromised, for instance, if we had somebody in our, let's just play devil's advocate. Mm-hmm. We did have a president who did have um, ties to a foreign government. Mm-hmm. Maybe he or she had a son beholden to Ukraine mm-hmm. or to China um, who um, did favors for Ukraine or to China, who were caught in uncompromising positions to Ukraine 
passport to China with underage children to China or to Ukraine, or who we had uh, various people in Congress in compromising positions, or who we had a president who was compromised to China, then uh, theoretically, we, we would have a foreign government that could dictate um, to our leadership, hey, this is how it has to go for your next election. Yeah. And yeah. With, with it being federalized, game over. <laughs> yeah. You know. I, I was thinking about that as you were talking about it, Kevin, and it seems to me uh, and, and maybe I'm, I'm making a wild ass uh, judgment here, but any, any senator or congressman who's elected to office in, in the United States government has to look at the Constitution and can only conclude that the Constitution says that the power for elections resides with the states. And so the only that you can't legislate away that constitutional power. The only way, as we talked in the last show, the only way that that, that power could change is that they would have to get to the will of the people through a congressional and uh, committees and and votes to amend the constitution. And I just don't see people amending the constitution to give the vote control to the federal government. So. Yeah, I don't even think a Supreme Court ruling on this would be enough. I do think you're correct. I think we we have to. Uh, I think the Supreme Court would probably strike it down, and would probably say they would need to be um, uh, some sort of constitutional ruling on this. Right. Uh, so, Kevin, in our last show, when we in, in the last time we were talking about this issue. And I told you about a book that I've been reading, but I forgot to give the, your audience the name, so I'll do it in this show. Our Broken Elections. And uh, it's available on Amazon. And I, I just think it's, it's amazing that, uh, and, and so the, the subtitle of the book is How the Left Changed the Way You Vote. Um, it, it's, it's just an amazing amazing story of, of the abuse that has taken place in our country. And I don't believe that putting them under federal election control is gonna is, is gonna reduce the abuse that's taken place. We have to begin to adjust those those problems. And if anything, we should have learned out of the 2020 election uh, what's wrong with the election process. It doesn't need to be changed federally. It needs to be changed Greater supervision has to take place in the in the state to control just the hell what's going on. So um, yeah, to your to your point, Dan, I think you you know I, I just want to make sure that we drill down on this even finer. To your point, um, trying to get better control of our election process by kicking it up at the federal level is completely misguided. That gives us less and less control and that, 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 that makes it a complete mess. Right. That gives us no control at all and it's, it's, we'll, we'll never have control. 
to get control over it, we need to have it closer and closer in a more local, uh, bringing it closer to home in a more local election. That means that we need to have uh, better controls at the local level. That means at the state level. Mm -hmm. um, that means that we have to have better control mechanisms over our state legislatures. That means we have to have better, uh, uh, you know, better foresight to elect better people to oversee, you know, our state, uh, uh, you know, legislatures, uh, so we could have a better outcome um, at the state level. Right. Uh, so, because right now, uh, man, we got a lot of states that are really like I, where I am in California, man. We're uh, the people. Some of the people that we have in our legislature are just—they're just not uh, accountable. And, we have uh, in your state. Uh, I saw in, in read in this book uh, that that they believe that in the presidential election of 2020, that half a million illegals voted in California. I think it's more than that. I, 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 think <laughs> okay. it, I think it can go much higher than that. I think it's millions, honestly. And that's, it's that's just my personal guess. Okay. I have no way of quantifying that, but that's just my personal guess. Uh, because I think that there's, you know, there's been some estimates that we have somewhere between three and five uh, million illegals here in California. Uh, when you consider that all illegals here in California, or a lot of them have driver's licenses, they're just granted the driver's licenses. And once you get a driver's license in California, you're automatically asked, no questions asked, you go to your DMV and you're asked, do you want me to, um, you know, can I can I go ahead and and sign you up for uh, for you know uh, the party, uh, and and this is they just ask anybody and everybody once you sign up for your DMV license, and they sign you up under the Democrat Party. They did it for me, and I said, "What do you mean the the party?" And they said, "Well, here I'll just sign you up," and I got my driver's license. You know, when I renewed it, and it was Democrat. I said, "No, no, 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 no. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. I'm a Republican. What do you wait?" What is this? Hey, oh, oh, I, I thought you wanted to sign. I said, well, what? I'm already a, a registered Republican. Wait, oh, I said, that's quite presumptuous of you, isn't it? Oh, I thought we were doing you a, what the, what the heck is going on? What the hell's, you know, I mean, these, these people are outrageous here in California. So they automatically try to sign everybody up. When you get a driver's license, they sign you up for the Democrat Party. It is, it is, a, it is a game. It's a racket. It's a scheme. And it, it's anybody and everybody in the DMV. The DMV and the Democrat Party work hand in hand. And uh, they do it for everybody. So um, they don't ask whether, you know, whether these uh, illegals are here legally or not, uh, you know, and, and, and they just sign you up. And uh, so I think it's I think it's in the millions. That's that's just my guess. So, so let me let me take it one step further. There are certain black leaders, Sharpton, Jesse Jackson, Camilla, who don't believe that it's appropriate to require a driver's license for the purposes of identification to vote because it's discriminatory against black people. How do you feel about that? Well, let's see. Uh, let's see. I need a driver's license. Since I was 15, I needed a driver's license to get a job. 
need a driver's license to get a prescription, need a driver's license to get uh, a cigarette, need a driver's license to get beer, need a driver's license to get uh, to drive, need a driver's license to get on a plane, need a driver's license to uh, to go to a doctor, need a driver's license to go into a federal building, need a driver's license to get on a train, need a driver's license to uh, to practically do anything. So um, I don't know how it can be discriminatory when everybody is being asked for ID or a driver's license. So are they, are they pandering, Kevin? Are these black leaders pandering to the black community? Well, no, they're in fact they're they're what they're what they're doing is they're being they're 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 trying to um, what they're really doing is they're demeaning the black community, but they're they are pandering and they're but in and while they're pandering, they're actually demeaning blacks at the same time, trying to infer that we don't have the ability uh, or the same ability as some other ethnicities to get IDs and driver's license. Well, we do. Um, we're not ignorant people. We're quite resourceful and we do drive at the same rate or more than others. Um, and we do get jobs at the same rate or more than others. Uh, we do go to school. Uh, we do go to the doctor. But, you know, we're, we're in society. We, right. we, 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 we exist like other people do. So it's, it's actually insulting and demeaning and uh -huh. racist. I want to I want to follow that, but we need to take a short break for some commercials, and we'll be right back. All right, and bye. All right. Hello, this is Dan Perkins of Black and Whites Network. I want to tell you about one of our product sponsors, CV Sciences, and their exciting product called CV Acute. The news is full of the number of people who are getting Omnicon, even though they were fully vaccinated. People who are looking for alternatives, something all natural, something that may help protect them, even if you've had all of your shots. CV Acute is a supplement that is all natural. You use it at the onset. You take three doses a day for three days and you're done. Most of the science today is focusing on treatment during the first three to five days of the attack. If you want an all natural way to help your body fight the Omicron virus, then think about buying a bottle of CV Sciences Acute for each of your family members and have it on hand so you are ready if and when the attack comes. You can buy the amazing all-natural supplement at cvsciences.com. Do it now. Go to cvsciences.com and protect you and your entire family. We're having this fascinating conversation with Kevin McGarry. Um, the gentleman been on the show several times. Um, I admire him and his work. Uh, and um, we were talking about the new voter rights bill that now the Senate will take up since the buyback buy better is uh, on hold at least until sometime next year or forever. So we were talking about the perception of black people and their ability to be able to wind up with a driver's license or other form of identification. Um, and Kevin, correct me if I'm wrong, in order to get a COVID-19 test or a shot, don't you have to have a driver's license? You do. And, and they want 
all individuals to get a COVID-19 test uh, and to get the shot and to get tested and to go to the doctor. And that means, obviously, they, 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 they want us to have an ID. So um, it's actually insulting. It's infantilizing. It's, it's, it's racist and it's demeaning. And I want you, Dan, and all your listeners, that when they hear these tropes by these, these, these racist, race-baiting Blacks, when they do this stuff, that to call them out on it. Say, wait, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Now, aren't you the same people that are saying, look, you want all, everybody to be uh, fully, you know, inoculated with, uh, with COVID-19 shots and go to the doctor and all this. And, and don't, when you go to the doctor, you have to have an ID. So isn't it fair to assume then that all Blacks are, you know, uh, have an ID or have the ability to get an ID? Well, if that's the case, then why are we making such a big deal about Blacks not having an ID? Blacks do have an ID. They're getting it. They're getting the shot. They're getting their IDs. Uh, you know, stop this. But, but, but Kevin, I, I have to ask that. I have to put you on the spot a little bit. But because as a, a Black person yourself, it, I understand it doesn't make any sense to you but what's interesting to me is that one of the largest groups of people, Americans, who have not had any of the COVID shots are Blacks, Browns, and Native Americans. Yeah. So I, I, I'm having a hard time. First of all, I think that the president and his approach to verbally attack the minorities as being un-American or whatever because they haven't gotten the shots, I think is is incredibly inappropriate. But but and I know having talked to uh, and written about the the Tuskegee experiment and other experiments uh, and other treatment of blacks and other healthcare systems, yep. uh, that there is a there is a genuine distrust. Yeah. But when you, when you see. I don't know, pick a number, 650,000 Americans who are sick, black and white, and you've got um, tens of thousands that have died. Um, what is it, if you can help me, what is it about the COVID process that has so many blacks, browns and Native Americans not interested in getting the shots? Yeah, yeah, so let's switch gears a little bit. Um, you know, that's, that's, a, that's a fascinating question. Uh, there's a natural hesitancy um, because, and, and, it's, and it's, 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 it's a hesitancy born out of, uh, as you mentioned, the past experiments. We had the Tuskegee experiments uh -huh. where we were told, uh, where we were not told that we were being experimented on, and yet we were, and, you know, over 600 black men were, were, were being used uh, with syphilis, live syphilis uh, experimentation. And uh, a, a over a hundred of them died and took syphilis uh, to their families and uh, died in excruciating pain and, and just horrible treatments. Uh, then we had uh, sterilization that was being done on uh, uh, thousands of black, mostly black women uh, in the in the 60s as well, and all, all the way through to the 70s, 
uh, or, or excuse me, that was in the 30s and 40s through to the to the 60s and 70s, and um, uh, the sterilizations, and uh, th those were saying that hey, these are these are ex these are um, uh, these are uh, shot these are vaccines, and they were given to women, mostly black women, and they were literally sterilizing them, and they were they were they were not told that they were sterilizing. They were told them that they were, these are safe, these are vaccines, you, you need these. And they were sterilizing mostly black women. And so, you know, and these were government initiated uh, things and there were a number of other things. So we have a, a natural hesitancy. And then here's the other thing that we're seeing though. Uh, we're seeing that a lot, of, uh, a lot of us in our community have, have had COVID and we've come out of it. Um, and so we're seeing that we have natural immunity. Uh, we're seeing that some people um, uh, have gotten the shot and have had horrible, um, you know, reactions. Reactions to you know to to the shot, and um, have you know blood clots and all kinds of things that have happened. Sure. And and so you know we're just hesitant in. You know, and, and, and because, you know, the FDA took so long to even give any kind of approvals, because we've, we've heard that these were still experiments, and they were for so long, um, we're, we're processing all this. We're saying, look, I've, I've had COVID, naturally immune. Um, I, I'm a single parent. I have two kids. Um, and, and, and I'm seeing people die around me. Uh, with who have gotten the shot and who have had these natural who had these horrible reactions and and I'm a single parent I'm, I'm being asked to take the shot but uh, if I get the shot and, and I have a bad reaction I'm going to leave two three kids here this is disproportionately in my community this is this is this is a bad thing for me hmm. so um it, it it's not all it, it's 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 not a linear um, you know, kind of a equation for a lot of people in the black community. It's, it's, you know, we, we have a lot of disproportional um, uh, sort of, uh, you know, sort of things that we have to consider. Um, it's, it's not, you know, like a lot of other communities where they have a nuclear family and they have, you know, things that they can consider and it, it makes sense. In our community, there's there's some uh, there's some other things that we have to consider that we're trying to make sense of, and we sometimes it just doesn't make sense, and we're hesitant because of the considerations. And you know, when we have Fauci giving a different you know answer every other week, um, that doesn't make sense. So a lot of this is 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 Fauci. It's the government. It's it's the it's the, the lies and the deceptions from the government. It's the therapeutics that actually work, that we're being told don't work. It's the natural immunity that we're saying it's not enough, that we know is an So all these things, how, how do we make sense of it, right? Right. And, and so that, that, you know, that, that's all part of it, so. So, but I understand the mistrust. I, I, I know all the examples that you've used. I'm using myself on the air and in, in commentary, um, but but what doesn't what doesn't make sense to me? If you if you go through 
the 10 largest cities in the United States, all which are governed by Democrats. And you look at the percentage of the, of the various ethnic members in the population, and you look at the, the percentage of the people in Philadelphia, for example, that are black, and the percentage of the number of those black people who have gotten the shots as a percentage of the total population of the city, in all these major cities across the country, the, the, the black population is underserved with vaccinations. And yet we have a president who, in my opinion, is aggressively attacking black people yeah. for not getting the vaccinations. And in turn, um, indirectly indicate that they're murderers if they don't get the vaccination because they're going to kill people. Yeah, yeah. How does, I don't understand how that computes from a Democrat. Can you help yeah, it, it's an interesting thing. I think, yeah, you know, you know, there's some uh, stats that came out last week that says he's significantly underwater with uh, with his, you know, core Democrat constituents. And I think a lot of this is talking points around the uh, around the COVID-19 uh, mandates. A lot of his talking points around inflation, a lot of his talking points around crime, a lot of his talking points around um uh, parental involvement and education are eroding his his core Democrat constituency, and including big time in the black community. Uh, I'd be curious to know uh, how he carries it in the next election. I'd be curious to know how he's how Democrats in general are going to do in this next midterm. Yeah. I, I think that I think a lot of their core constituency constituency are significantly eroding, and so. It's going to be an interesting 2022. Um, I think the Democrats have a lot of uh, makeup to do. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I think this is part of it. I agree with you, Kevin. Uh, we've run out of time again. It's always, always happens when I talk to you. We have more. Man, I tell you what, this time just flies when we get together, Dan. <laughs> it does. It does. So, uh, first of all, um, tell our audience how we can follow you and your work. Yeah, please uh, come visit us at everyblm.com, everyblm.com. Uh, uh, please visit our resources uh, tab. We have uh, all kinds of resources there for you about COVID-19, the truth about COVID-19 and uh, various uh, treatments and therapeutics, uh, exemption letters, all kinds of additional things there that you can get, um, as well as uh, deconstructing critical race theory, uh, how to become an activist as it relates to uh, uh, critical race theory, also how to engage us and, and uh, to come to your community and to help you and your parent groups to become uh, more educated about how to combat uh, CRT and the racism uh, that CRT is. S critical race theory is systemically racist as an ideology. And we want to help you to understand how that's so and how to combat it. And so yeah. we will come to your community and, and help you with that. Kevin, it looks like we got a subject matter for our next call already. All right. So, um, thank you so much for joining us, and uh, we're welcoming you back anytime. All right. Thank you for having me. God bless you. Enjoy the holidays. Be healthy and safe, and we'll talk soon. You're welcome. If you um, missed any of this wonderful interview with Kevin, you can go to blacksandwhites.us 
and go to the black and white show and you'll see archives of lots of shows and you can pick up this one and listen to the one that you missed any part of one today and the most recent one with Kevin and uh, shop around some of our other places. There's a lot of good people on the network. Thanks for joining us. The midterm elections are coming fast. The Biden administration has failed you, the American voter, in so many ways. It's hard to keep track of all the things we need to be concerned about. I want to focus your attention on one issue that I believe affects hundreds of millions of Americans every day. It's an issue that you can follow every day without the government trying to spin the issue away. These two images will bring everything you should be concerned about into focus. The first image is a gallon of milk, and the second is a gallon of gas. You can ask any American how much did they spend to fill their tank full of gas. 50, 60, 70, $100 or more every time. Ask yourself, what were you spending before Biden became president? Half as much? Even less? Your family budget is being shrunk because of inflation. And you may find yourself having to make hard decisions about feeding your family or feeding your car to make money to pay for gas and try and feed your family. Every time you pull into a gas station between now and the midterms, watch the dial spin away your money. Ask yourself who is responsible to make it spin higher and higher. When you walk into the voting booth next November, before you pull the lever or mark the ballot, if you see somebody with a D after their name, think of the D as standing for people responsible for taking your dollars. It's time to vote. It's time to vote Republican. It's time to vote for Heath Loftus for Senator from the state of Arkansas. It's time for Black and White, a show that wants to bring all of us together talking again. It's time to hear from people who only want to deal with facts. It's time for you to re-engage in America. It's time for Dan and Daryl. If you are interested in reaching our vast black and white network audience with your products or services, then contact Hollis Media Group at 1-855-673-8635. That's 1-855-673-8635 for more information on this great opportunity.